Welcome to the Run for God podcast, the 5K Challenge, a 12-week journey from the couch to the 5K finish line. And so here we are, week number three of the 5K Challenge, uh, our podcast here for Run for God. And good job. You've made it this far. I hope you've had a great first couple of weeks. If you don't have your materials yet, you can get them, the 5K Challenge materials, at runforgod.com. And I encourage you, go back and listen to week one and two, the Run for God story. And last week, we talked about running shoes, and we've got some exciting news because Chad from The Front Runner is back with us to talk more about equipment and things here. But for those of you who have been with us, Mitchell, is there anything we need to know as we jump into week three? Yeah, I tell my kids all the time I sound like a broken record sometimes, and that's the case here. The first thing I need to say is if it feels easy, stick with the plan. Don't try to get ahead of yourself. Don't try to do too much too soon because we know that that's the number one cause of injuries is doing too much too soon. So take it easy. If it's feeling hard, um, maybe you haven't ran in forever and this is the first time you've ever done it and you're, you're thinking to yourself, this is hard. It will get easier. I promise you. So stick with it. Um, if you're a walker, that's okay too. You know, for, for the volume four of the 5K challenge, we have a walking plan. Uh, that is there for you. So anytime we say run, you're simply going to walk faster. Um, keep that up. But I encourage you, this is run for God. If you feel like you can begin to, to run some, by all means, do it. Can you switch back and forth between walking and running? Absolutely. Sure. Um, but we would love to see you t- to, to at least give running a try. Uh, don't forget to take no- notes. Uh, we talked about last week that taking notes and, and journaling your journey through the 5K Challenge is so good because there's going to come a time, weeks eight, weeks nine, where you're thinking, I can't do this. But you can look back mm-hmm. to today and realize, well, I thought that same thing back in week three, and I got through it. That's why it's so important to to take those notes. Um, there are some questions at the beginning of each chapter that, that you need to ponder, and we'll just talk about those right now. We talked about them last week. What are your goals for this week? Uh, we talked about the importance of writing down your goals, even if they're week-long, very short-term goals. Write them down because that will help you in your journey. What are the things I need to pray for this week? You may be saying, it's the workouts. I don't know if I can do these. Uh, but write those down, whatever it is. It may be employees or coworkers who, who have prayer requests. Write those down, and that will prompt you each day to, to pray for those things. And then what are the challenges for this week? We all know that there are going to be challenges. Uh, and, and many times we can predict what those challenges are going to be. So write them down. You're much more likely to overcome those challenges if you identify them beforehand and figure out what your answer is going to be when those challenges come up. You already know that the Run for God program is more than just getting you healthy and get you in shape physically, but also spiritually as well. And one of the cool things about Run for God is all the stories of people that that have made it through there. We see it at the races, the people that cross the finish line, usually the last ones to cross the finish line, and they have the best stories of how God has transformed their lives. Mitchell, what's this week's story? Well, if you've got your book, flip over to page 36, and we're going to read a story um, by a runner named Sean McCurver out of Loganville, Georgia. And the, the story that, that Sean talks about is a story that, that I talk about a lot, and it's the, the concept of running your own race. You know, a lot of times, we, Dean and I actually coach a group of triathletes, and um, these kids will, will start their race, and all of a sudden you see that they're, they're not running their race. They're running the race based on somebody else and they start to speed up or they they do things that they're not planning on doing and the race is over 
uh, very quickly because they went out too fast or they went out too slow. They didn't run the race. And that's what Sean is talking about here is, is that concept applies not only physically, but in our spiritual lives. I always say this concept is the keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. You know, that applies to our running life as well. If, we, if we're constantly trying to chase that other person or, or, or beat that other person or do what they're doing or train like they're training, and we're not focused on our training, um, it's just not going to be fun. And, uh, Dean, I don't know if you can chime in there. Yeah, I mentioned last week that I often have people come to me and ask me about what I do. Um, what, what do you do for training? What do you, you know, how many miles a week do you run? What shoes do you wear? And, and people are always wanting to, to worry about somebody else. And the truth is, is that we're all individuals and we all need to do things differently. And this whole idea of, of trying to do what somebody else is doing is, is usually destructive. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's good advice, but oftentimes it's, it's, it's not good for us. Did you ever uh, bite off more than you could chew in a race team? Oh, my goodness. So many times. Uh, I remember one time when I was, uh, I was young. I, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably 18 or 19 years old. And I had run a half marathon uh, the week before. And I had I'd run really, really well. It was the Atlanta half marathon, actually. Um, and then another week or two later, I was entered into another half marathon. And there was, there was a guy there that was really fast. And I decided that I was just going to hang with him. And his name was Arega Braha. I remember that guy really, really well. <laughs> and uh, so he went out, and we went through that first mile in 4.55, in a half marathon. And I was done. I dropped out of that race wow. <laughs> because I was completely spent. Um, but I was running his race. Had I run my race, I probably would have run a, a, good, a good time that day. Uh, but I tried to run his race. Wow. You know, that, that kind of speaks to one of the most well-known uh, Scripture verses. It's in God's Word that has to do with running. It's Hebrews 12, 1, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind of the, the flagship verse for Run for God. And, and what Hebrews 1, 12, 1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and later let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And a lot of times when, when I talk to people, I, I really try to break that down and I talk about what are those things that that verse and that the writer of Hebrews is talking about. Since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that's the people around us. Sure. Um, that's the people who have gone before us. There's people constantly looking at us and looking at our testimony. Um, and lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares, ensnares us is distractions. A lot of times distractions will um, distract us from what we're trying to do, and that's that's what we're talking about here in Run Your Own Race, is lay aside those distractions. Those distractions in the running world can be time. It can be uh, your schedule, people pulling you to do other things. If you have a goal in mind and you know what you want to do, then then you're going to lay aside those distractions and focus on on what you're doing and run the race that is set before us. That's just that's marching toward that goal, whether that's a, a physical goal or a spiritual goal. You need to write those things down, just like we talked about at the beginning of this chapter, uh, answering those questions. What are the challenges this week? What are the goals this week? Writing those things down. And then the challenges, identifying what those um, distractions are sure. and how we're going to deal with those distractions when they come up. One of the nuggets I've learned over the years is if the devil can't make you bad, he's going to make you busy. Exactly. I've never really struggled too much with being bad. But my goodness, do I have to fight off being busy all the time. Yeah, you know, a, a way mm -hmm. that I've illustrated this, I actually 
spoke to a group of youth a few months back, and and I illustrated this verse. You, you've seen the the sleds that people pull in training for running, mm-hmm. um, like sprinters and things like that. They'll have a a rope going back to a plate on the ground, and it'll have weights on it, and they train with that. And I illustrated this verse by having a bunch of 45-pound weights and a sled behind a young man who was going to be pulling it. And each one of those weights represented a distraction or a sin. And I started stacking those those weights on that plate. And it was just a great illustration. That's that's how our walk with Christ often is. That's That's how our journey through physical fitness is, is that so many times the things that we shouldn't allow in our lives get in our lives and they, they really weigh us down. Another great verse you can hold on to is Galatians 5, 7. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? You know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, maybe you can attest to getting caught up in what everybody else is doing. I mean, there, as Mitchell said, there's a million distractions every day. What can we do to ensure that Jesus is our ultimate focus? Yeah, you know, that's that's exactly how Run for God started. You know, I, I, I had allowed running to become a distraction um, for my walk with Christ. And, uh, yeah, you're dead on. The Christian life's not, definitely not easy, and uh, this example might allude to the toughest thing we need to do as Christians, maybe. Hey, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about gear. What do you need to be a successful runner? Mitchell's story of how Run For God started is being distributed around the world and changing lives. And guess what? Your story could do the same. You can walk through a simple process of filming your own story on the Big Share app. Available now in your app store. Okay, so we're back and we're going to talk about gear dean yeah we've already talked about last week the most important piece of gear that you have by far is your shoes Um, and hopefully by now the folks out there that that are listening have that nailed down uh, a week ago and uh, we're going to start talking about some other things um, that are related to that what are some of those other things that we people think they need to have to run maybe they don't really need it but it's nice well, and that's, that's, a, that's a mouthful because a lot of people think they need things and they don't really need anything but a pair of shorts and a t-shirt uh, to run. That's one of the great things about running is the barrier to entry to running is, is low and it's, it's easy to get involved with. But there are a lot of things that are nice to have and clothing is one of those things. Um, there's, there's a lot of different levels of comfort. There are different materials out there nowadays. There are moisture wicking fabrics. There are, I remember being in a heated discussion one time with somebody about whether or not cotton or polyester was better and more comfortable for whoa, whoa, running. Whoa. You were in a heated discussion I know cotton and polyester? <laughs> yeah, I yes. Know. Really? Yes, yes. Okay. The yeah. things runners talk about. Imagine that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, at, at that point in time, I remember this was, this was back a long time ago, and at that point in time, everybody thought, you have to run in cotton. Cotton is the only thing you should run in. And, of course, we know today that most running apparel is now made out of polyester. And so uh, it was a, it, it was a argument that was ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah. What What's the old the cotton brand? They did a campaign years ago. It cotton the the fabric of our lives. Oh yeah, I remember and, that. And I think nowadays it's cotton the fabric of our sedentary lives. Oh, there yes. you go. Yes. There you go. That's nice, good. comfy sweat clothes while you're laying around the house. <laughs> yeah. There. 
Yeah, and of course, there's long sleeves or short sleeves. There's lots of different, uh, lots of different choices for shorts. Um, whether you wear shorts, pants, there's there's a lot of, a lot of different options in clothing. Oh. Also, uh, headwear and things too, in, in that part of it too. Yeah. Chad's with us here from Front Runner. Chad, what is it as an expert uh, outfitter of runners uh, here in the Chattanooga area? What are some of those the gear that's there that help people be more effective in running? For, well, first thing I want to do is, is confirm what Dean said for sure, that one of the great benefits of running for all of us is the fact that you just you don't have to have a lot. It's, it's, you can just run. And I think, I think a lot of times people over, I'll see a lot of times here on the Chattanooga River, River Walk, and I'll be running up and down. I'll just have to take a double take. Like, what are you know, they're just way over. But I do understand the concept of layering. When you're, when you're out there, usually I'll tell folks, when you're out for a, a, a long run, just a run in the morning, the first five minutes, think about maybe being a little chilly for the first five minutes because after that, You'll be fine. So sometimes they dress for the time they start, not for five minutes into the run that they're doing, because you probably need at least a layer less than what you started with. So, I mean, as a rule of thumb, I'll tell them to start maybe a little bit less than you would think um, and then go from there. Now, Chad, one thing I always tell our, our students, and you may tell me I'm dead wrong here, but I think it holds true, is I always tell them to dress as if it's 20 degrees warmer than what it is so if it's 40 degrees outside dress as if it were a 60 degree day because after that first five minutes that's what it's going to feel like outside yeah yeah well that that makes a lot of sense what you want to do is kind of kind of be be have the ability to layer down a little bit um and then uh and then you're in good shape but uh, just just be a little more minimal than what you think and so what about the summertime when, when, it, when it's already hot and you're not shedding layers because you, you probably don't have any layers on <laughs> when you start? Summer, summer is actually, to me, a lot more difficult than the wintertime. Wintertime, you, you know, your, your body heats up and the, the clothing. Summertime, what you have to be aware of is the fact if you're wearing a wicking fiber, uh, a polyester wicking, and it gets saturated it's no better than a cotton t-shirt. So maybe have the ability to run by where you started, throw on another shirt, something that'll keep you dry, a dryer, because what happens is once they get, once they get saturated, it's, it's not any It can't anymore. wick any more moisture. It can't, the, the <laughs> wicking is done. It can pull, the polyester can pull the wicking away from you or pull the, I'm sorry, pull the sweat away from you until it gets saturated itself. And colors are important too, right, Chad? I, you know, if you're wearing a black shirt in the middle of the summertime, uh, it's going to be warmer than if I wear a white shirt, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's when I, I try to encourage people to maybe to go with, you know, increase their, especially guys, increase your color palette a little bit. You don't have to go... <laughs> You don't have to go black and gray with everything, right? <laughs> yeah. What What about uh, in the summertime? Well, and even in the wintertime for, for many people, what about sun protection? Is there something special that, that folks should wear for running, or should they just wear any kind of sun protection? Well, that's a great question. I mean, a lot of times now there's a lot more UV uh, protective clothing out there. 
So pay attention to that. And we're trying, um, a lot of the manufacturers now are putting UV protection into the, into the, uh, the stuff. So that's a great question. And we try to, uh, to keep uh, items with UV. So. When it comes to head, headgear, now like in, in the cold months, you want, they say you lose most of your heat out of the top of your head. And so you see runners with the knit caps and stuff like that on. In the summertime, is it that important to have headgear on or what do you think? Um, generally I don't wear anything. Um, now sometimes I will notice people will wear headbands, which I think is, can be a good idea, especially on a longer run. If you're to get the headband, it keeps the sweat from getting in your eyes. Nobody likes to be halfway through their run and find out, you know, you just can't get that sweat. It's burning your eyes. So. But having something open on the top, I think, is important because if you wear like a baseball cap, where I, I see a lot of folks that will wear those in the true. summertime, and that is keeping that heat in. Mm-hmm. And so letting that heat escape is important in the summertime, particularly when temperatures get really high. It can be dangerous. I, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of runners, too, that will have the long socks almost all the way up to their, their knees. I know they're probably compression socks and things like that mm. for someone like me that's a novice and many of our run for god uh, students here explain the whole thing about compression wear and i know it's not just socks but there's other compression wear as well um compression if we're talking about socks and foot they they have really come on and i see a lot of benefits to them because it really helps with circulation but i think those benefits are more manifest themselves more when you're when you're at work or or when you're because a lot of times the you know that's when it it really helps more for running i think um i tend to wear the sleeves the calf sleeves i think they help because they're much easier to put on um, compression socks can be a, a bit difficult to put on because as a matter of fact, I told my wife, I said, I, I think more people get more exercise putting on the, <laughs> the socks than they do the actual run. But I use the sleeves, and I, I like to, as Dean said, during the winter months, I like to wear the bright-colored uh, ones so they can see me on the road. It's, mm-hmm. we, kind of, we haven't hit on reflective, but it does help to be able to be seen. Now, Chad, I, I, have, to, I have to tell a funny story here because I actually started wearing the compression socks before compression socks were popular i had right. a, a good friend of mine he he was a physical trainer and he introduced me to the benefits the blood flow and all that and uh, so when i started wearing them they were the they were the compression socks that you bought at your pharmacy you know like you mm, put like on before you're going into they're yeah. like pantyhose yeah they're like and I, I would wear those out and my wife would just be mortified she said you're <laughs> not going to wear those out and my friends would ask me you know when i'm headed into surgery but nowadays I mean, they're really cool. They're all kind of colors and styles, and, and I think a lot of people wear them just because they look cool, but they also have a lot of benefits. Yeah. Now your wife knows you were ahead of your time and you were I a trailblazer. Was ahead of my time, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. So when you're running, maybe you like hip-hop or rock or worship music. Well, guess what? You can hear it all in the same place. You get to choose what you want. It's on demand with J Radio. It's positive. It's Christian music with several playlists that would be great for running, no matter how far you're running or how hard it is for you. Check it out at jradio.com or in the App Store.
Okay, so there's four guys here in the studio, and <laughs> a talking. lot, probably the majority of our run for God students are females there. There are certain articles of clothing that we don't have to deal with, but they do. Is there Absolutely. anything you can give us on that? Well, uh, my advice to, to the female as far as uh, bra, when, you're, when they're usually, they want to change their bra every time they change their shoes. Okay. Because they tend to wear out just like your shoes do. Gotcha. And you want to be fitted by a fitting expert. We have, and, and what we try to do is at least have a female on staff all the time that's able to help the females with their bra fittings. It can be a bit uncomfortable for guys. Sure. Totally understand that. So we always keep a female on because it is. They're so, it's, it's, for females, having the correct bra sizing and fitting is just crucial. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely crucial. Yeah, so. I think a lot of the ladies would say it's just as important as the right pair of shoes. Absolutely, as far as comfort and, yeah. and absolutely. So I mean, we, yeah, we are four guys, but we always have to keep a female because it is just super important that they that they change their bra routinely. There's a lot of new technology that's out there too for for headphones and things like that. Do you guys run in headphones, or what do you all do? Is it safe? Is it not safe to run with headphones? Well, it's funny you brought that up, Ted, because I feel I've never run in headphones my whole life because I feel like, especially since I run on some maybe some sketchy roads, that, that I always want to hear what's going on around me. There is a new set of headphones that are out now that's called, um, and I've been wearing them, and it's called Bone Conduction that's able to it's able to fit against the temples of your ear and keep your ears open and i've been testing those and i think they've been they've been really good cuz i do like listening to music but i don't want to get i, I want to keep myself i, I want to hear the cars coming yeah and i think it's important if if you're out on the road um, you're even if you're running against traffic like everybody should be you've got to be able to hear and i think that's why in a lot of races you know they they specifically uh, you can't wear you headphones wear it's because you got to be able to hear sirens and things like that. And I've seen it firsthand. I've been in a race where an ambulance is coming up behind us. You see everybody moving over, and you see this one guy right in the middle of the road, and it's because he's blaring his music in his headphones. He's having a great time, <laughs> but he can't hear the ambulance that's right behind us. So mm-hmm. there is a reason uh, for not wearing headphones, but, but I'm like Chad. I do like to listen to music. My kids got me a pair of those bone conducting ones that I use in the gym and things now, and and I love them too for that you reason because like so I can hear when people walk up to me and carrying a convert, I can hear them and yeah. not being rude and ignoring them. Dean, what about you? Do you wear? Them? Well, I I do occasionally, and when I do, I'm usually on a track or someplace where it's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't do it very often because I really like the I like the solitary feeling of being uh, alone totally with God. Understand that, yeah. uh, but. I do want to say, just as a group here, um, it may sound like we're bashing headphones. We're not. If you're in a safe space for for headphones, I think headphones are great. Um, They've been shown to be beneficial for folks to to be able to run further uh, and faster uh, if if they wear them in a place where it is safe. My real job is working for a Christian radio station, so I highly recommend that you listen to music in a safe way. Uh, what about sunscreen and sunglasses, visibility, water bottles? I mean, that's water bottles. That's one of the when I'm running, and if I'm on a, a long race, when I was doing a couple of mini marathons, is it was a pain to have to carry that water bottle all that way. I agree. 
<laughs> I am not a huge. If if I'm in a, a half or a, a marathon, I usually just rely on the aid stations. Now, some people are do with with the uh, apparel you have. You can always put a couple. Uh, some nutrition with you, some goose, some things like that. Right. Definitely before, and I tell folks this that are definitely work on your long runs, try them. Make sure that you don't go into your race taking nutrition that you haven't taken before and that you're not familiar with um, because that, that could end up being disastrous. But, um, but some people love using nutrition and, and use it. I, I tend to use the aid stations. I don't know about you, Dean. Yeah, well, I, I find places along the way that I can get something to drink. Uh, but for the purposes of, of this podcast and the folks that are in this program, understand that if, if you're not running for more than a half an hour yeah. um, or even 45 minutes, you, you mm-hmm. don't need to carry water with you. Um, you can if you'd like to, but it is not necessary. Your body does not need it. Gotcha. There's so much more. Again, the sunscreen, the sunglass, foam rollers to, to roll down afterwards to help break up some of that acid in your muscles and things. You have to look at needs versus want, which is what we were talking about at the very beginning of this. And probably the most important piece of gear that we haven't even touched on yet, kind of have, but that's your Bible. It's making mm-hmm. sure you're jumping into there and you're getting motivated and you're getting the right thoughts and things in your mind. Anything else on equipment, guys? You, you know, I, I want to throw one in that we haven't talked about, and I think it's a pretty important one. You know, when I first started running, and it hasn't been that many years ago when I first started running, but I would go run, and then I would come back and I would hop in the car and I would go drive what I just ran to see how far I'd ran. But nowadays, we've got all kinds of technology, the GPS yeah. watches that are really inexpensive nowadays. Um that that is still in the want category, but it's it's a great thing to have. It's it's just instant data. Uh, and if you're like me, I'm a data junkie. I like to come back and see. I know how many miles I ran, but I want to see my watch tell me that. So it's a it's a great piece. Well, I was, was going to mention that. But <laughs> a Garmin, we we carry the Garmin brand. Some people carry other brands, but uh, it's 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 a treasure trove of information. Absolutely. To be used. And even on your smartphones, you've got the Nike Run apps, and you've got some of the other things there where you can do that. And then for accountability, you can upload those to your Facebook well, page. And we also exactly. have the Run for God 5K Challenge app. Go. So, that, you know, you can download that. It actually has all these workouts in the app. So uh, be sure and to maybe even some music for you to listen to as well. Exactly. Yeah, Mitch, Mitchell's son, Lane, has, uh, has a strap that he wears that measures so many different things. It measures his oscillation up and down and how much time he spends on each foot. And just the, the amount of information that those things can measure these days is just incredible. You can completely geek out if you'd like to. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you want to geek out or you just want to put your shoes on and go run, what's the workout of the week, guys? Well, for uh, you're going you're gonna to notice something about this week, and this week's workouts are the same as last week's. And we do that for a reason, because um, for most of the people out there doing this program, you've, you've never run or you haven't run in years, and you're starting to feel things at this moment, which is why next week we're going to be talking about injuries. Uh, but the body is really getting used to um, what you're doing. So, yes, this week it is, again, it's 90 seconds of jogging and two minutes of walking for 20 minutes. Uh, preceded by that five-minute warm-up walk and that five-minute cool-down walk. Uh, I want to say right here that uh, we are going to be talking about injuries next week, but there is a difference between sore and pain. Yeah. Uh, it is completely normal at this stage of the game to feel sore. Sure. Uh, that is that throbbing, aching, you know, kind of that, that feeling of it's not a sharp pain. 
But if you're feeling some kind of sharp pain, anything acute that you can put your finger on, uh, it may be wise to, to take a day or two off, step back for just a moment, uh, really dig into next week's lesson when we start talking about injuries, and then uh, most importantly, find out what's causing that. And a lot of times, going back to last week, it, it can be pointed back to your shoes or doing too much too soon. So if you're the guy that's already went out and ran five miles, shame on you. Um, just stick to the program, and, and, and the, the risk of injuries will be much less. And don't forget, Mitchell mentioned the app. The app has all of these runs on it there, and that way you can stick right to it and not have to worry about going over or not doing enough. What's our quote of the week, guys? The quote of the week is, I've never lost a game. I just ran out of time by Vince Lombardi. There you go. Great one to hold on to. Don't forget, Run for God has a YouTube channel with lots of inspirational thoughts and and, and things on there for you to ponder. And subscribe to that channel. Click on the notification bell so you'll be notified when new videos come out. All right, God bless you. Get out there and run. Anything else, guys, for this week? I think we're good for this week. Just get out and go run. Next week, we're going to talk about injuries, and so hopefully you won't be experiencing them. And after next week, you'll know how to prevent them. You've been listening to the Run For God podcast. To find out more, visit runforgod.com.